Journey into comics. Poor entertainment. Poor news. Foodies watching movies. Adulting 80s. Podcast read the voice of survival. Kids for sale. Gallif Radio. Bruise with dudes. Journey into wrestling. Journey into comics network. Journeyintocomics.com. The following, following. The following. Is a journey into comics. Journey into comics. A journey into comics. A journey into comics. Journey into comics. Journey into comics. Network. 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 Production. Production. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's the Podfather Nate here. You are listening to the Journey into Comics Network Best of the Week Highlights Show. This has got highlights from all shows across the network this week. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. And here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Journey Into Comics. The Marvel Cinematic Universe's 16-month streak is ended. I'm a big fan of streaks. I've got a, you know, a little over a 12-month streak going right now with the uh, Journey Into Comics Network having a show every single day of the week, folks. We put out content Monday through Sunday every day, 365 days a year. That's crazy. Just think about that. I mean, really, that's that's wild. So, Marvel Cinematic Universe will not be releasing new content in November, which currently ends their 16-month streak that started all the way back at Spider-Man Homecoming in July. So here's a rundown of the content that the MCU released. Uh, in July of 2017, Spider-Man Homecoming. August, they released The Defenders. September was Inhumans. October was more Inhumans. November was Thor Ragnarok, The Punisher, and The Inhumans. December was Runaway and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. January, Runaway, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. February, Black Panther, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. March, Jessica Jones, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. April, Avengers Infinity War, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. May, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with the finale. June, Luke Cage, Cloak and Dagger. July, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Cloak and Dagger. August, Cloak and Dagger. September, Iron Fist. October of 2018, Daredevil. So that's an awesomely long stretch, but there's no content at all. So there's no new movie, obviously. We're not getting a new movie till March. And no TV series because they're not going to release Agents of... Is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. done? I don't even know. Fans should look forward to new seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Cloak of Dagger, and Jessica Jones. Okay, so yeah, there's, there's stuff on the horizon. It's just not out right now. Interesting to note, though. So, you know, it was just recently Halloween. And with it being Halloween, we got to see some amazing, and I mean amazing, uh, different people uh, going as different amazing characters. Brie Larson, you guys know her from uh, Room, and she was also in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. She's also going to be in Captain Marvel. But Brie Larson posted a picture of herself in Halloween in the Zero Suit uh, Samus costume. And let me tell you what. She could pull that shit off. Check it out. Someone has said Brie Larson dressing up as Samus Aran for Halloween is as close as we're going to get to a Metro movie, isn't it? And Brie Larson said, I hope not. I want to make that movie. So she is claiming she wants to make the Metroid movie, and her as Samus would be sick. I think she'd pull it off for sure. She's a hell of a casting choice. More Marvel talk, folks. we got some James, James Gunn stuff here, as Marvel fans have put up a billboard right near Disneyland 
that says rehire James Gunn. So it says James Gunn for Vol 3, rehiregamesgunn.com. Save the galaxy. They really, really, really want James Gunn to uh, to be on GOTG3. Anyways, you guys know how I feel about the whole James Gunn thing. He needs to come back. They need to do GOTG3 the right way. You know, maybe he's got this Suicide Squad thing, but maybe... I don't know. I don't... I really don't know. I think this is... There is time to right this wrong. I just hope that they do right this wrong because it's a great injustice. And fuck that Alan whatever his fucking name is that that decided to fire James Gunn because you're a fucking idiot. I just want to say it here on the podcast that you're a fucking idiot. Uh, back to it. I wanted to watch this <clears throat> little clip because Saturday Night Live. Oh, oh Okay. It's just a one-liner thing, so I'm not even going to cover that on the show. It's not worth mentioning. Now, Avengers 4 trailer rumor hints at a title, release date, and a track. Uh, Trailer music posted already in November, the first trailer for the Avengers Annihilation. Avengers, hashtag Avengers, hashtag Annihilation, hashtag 12 Titans music, hashtag Dust and Light, hashtag Nevermore. Um... The Twelve Titans Dust and Light music was used in The Hobbit, the Battle for the Battle of the Five Armies. Um, that music does definitely go along really well with the possible uh, leak we have, which I'm about to read on what this trailer that we're supposed to be getting is going to actually feature. And I'm just going to get right into it right now after another brief, quick drink break from Poor News and Poor Entertainment every other Tuesday, right here. Journey into Comics Network. <coughs> it's that really thick, delicious uh, orange juice I was talking about, folks. <coughs> Damn. Okay. So let's talk about this apparent leaked trailer and what allegedly happens okay so this is what's supposed to be coming in the trailer we get very soon for the new avengers movie the trailer starts off showing the damaged infinity gauntlet in a field on the farm planet as the camera focuses in on the gauntlet we hear tony's voice we were destined to lose epic music score starts the quinjet is shown landing in wakanda wasteland as we hear steve rogers say we have come so far Tony and Nebula step off the jet as the remaining Avengers approach. Steve has a look of relief and says, Tony. Tony, seemingly defeated, shakes his head and gives a friendly smirk back to Cap. Marvel Studio logo appears. We get a glimpse of the Battle of New York from 2012 Avengers. Loki is shown looking shocked and baffled as he is on top of the Stark Tower. There is a flash of a blue light as the camera pans back, cuts to black. We see... The Wakandan throne with M'Baku at the helm. He's surrounded by his new Kingsguard, a mix of the Hill Tribe and the Dora Milaje. Shuri and Banner are seen working on a new project in the lab. Black Widow in full gear is in Hawkeye's family home from Age of Ultron. Basically, everything is thrown all over the place and broken. Nat is studying some type of map with multiple photos and locations on it. A quick shot of Thanos is shown with a long sword walking down an alleyway in New York City. 
The next shot is a dark hooded figure with glowing eyes aiming a bow and arrow before shooting towards the camera. One or two visuals of the quantum realm. Scott Lang, no suit, is shown running through the park, dodging explosions. A shot of space shows Thor and Valkyrie are aboard a Kree ship. Thor says, if the stories are true, you're our universe's last hope if such a thing even exists anymore. The next shot is an older, determined Tony Stark walking through a new S.H.I.E.L.D. HQ, Avengers facility in upstate New York. He's in full S.H.I.E.L.D. attire and carrying an orange briefcase. Banner wearing spandex is seen running from something, looking terrified. The next shot is Ant-Man appearing out of a flash of light and landing in a desolate place. We see it from his point of view from a camera from inside his helmet. He looks to the left to the right again and says, What in the... And the camera focuses on Vormir and its stars. Next, a shot of Rocket and Nebula modifying some type of new weapon in the lab. Rocket says, When can we try this bad boy out? They both smile at each other and fist bump. <clears throat> we get our first glimpse of Iron Man in his red and gold nanotech armor. Hulk falls from the sky and lands in front of him. Thanos in full armor smiles. Hulk smiles back. The next shot is in Japan. War Machine, Nat, and Steve, in their full Avengers gear, are surrounded by the Yakuza. Hawkeye, Ronan, walks through everybody from behind them and approaches the Avengers. There's an intense exchange of looks between Clinton and Natasha. The next shot is at the Sanctum. Wong is communicating with Doctor Strange's soul via a portal. Cuts to black. Gray-haired Tony Stark and Ant-Man are in a post-apocalyptic New York City. The screen flashes back and forth multiple times through multiple scenes. We see Captain Marvel floating with her fists on fire and her eyes lit up. Thanos is in the Soul Stone with young Gamora screaming at him. Loki and Thor fighting off Chitari together. And Tony handing Steve a brand new shield in the Wakandan throne room. Cuts back to Tony and Scott. Tony opens an orange briefcase as Scott hands him an illuminated bracelet. Tony asks, how is this even possible? Iron Man and Ant-Man are shown traveling through the quantum realm. Tony and Scott are back in the Battle of New York from 2012. The final shot before the title revealed is an Infinity Stone disappearing from Thanos' damaged gauntlet. He abruptly gets up and puts his armor on. His face goes from an extremely infuriated to a menacing smile. Title reveal. Avengers Annihilation. Stinger. The Hulk is training at the new S.H.I.E.L.D. facility with Black Widow and Steve. Steve notices the Hulk has been training nonstop as of late, so he asks why. Hulk responds in Banner's normal, normal voice with, My rematch is coming real soon. I can feel it. Ho, 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 ho. Dun, dun, dun. And we're excited for Marvel movies. I love the possibility of that. I love that there are a lot of things that are that could be true about that. And if they are true and they do pan out, makes sense. M'Baku on the throne. Everyone's like, oh, what? Why is M'Baku on the throne? Well, clearly Black Panther got dusted. M'Baku would take over the Wakanda. He's the strongest one. He had just helped lead Wakanda in the battle against Thanos and the children of Thanos. He being on the throne in the future, you know, holding down the fort. Shuri and Banner are working on something. Yeah, Vision 2.0. Uh, maybe they make Jocasta? I don't know. Who knows? I'm not really sure. Uh, I love, you know, it's interesting because they've also said that this movie is going to be extremely long. 
a really, really, really long Avengers movie that we're going to be getting here um, in a few short months. It's crazy to think December, January, February, March, April. I mean, we're five months away. And if you think they're going to do it in April, it says May. They did it in April last time. If April's the launch date for UK, expect the US to also get it. They don't want the spoiler thing. They want a global release. It worked out really well for them last time. This is the final culmination. So this is the end gamble on the first chapter of the MCU book. And in like 50 years, people are going to be like, man, they laid the groundwork for some crazy fucking shit, man. I can't believe it. Kevin Feige, true genius. I really uh, shout out to him, honestly. Honestly, honestly, shout out to the man, Kevin Feige. Sorry, I jumped off my mic there a little bit for a second. Had to make a minor adjustment. Got some news, got some news, got some more fucking news. Uh, We're going to move over now to Star Wars. We're going to talk about something very interesting here. Uh, It was recently reported that mega director J.J. Abrams is shopping himself around for a reportedly record-breaking overall deal, meaning he wants to have all of his creative efforts at one studio, including film, TV, streaming projects, and consumer products. Understandably so, Variety reports that Disney is one of the two frontrunners to land Abrams for the mega deal. But buried deeper in the report was a tidbit that might shed some light on why Disney is so interested in Abrams. Industry insiders are reporting that Star Wars Episode Nine, the project Abrams is working on at the moment, is in fact a course correction for Lucasfilms after their recent efforts, such as Solo. Uh, have failed to meet the studio's expectations. According to this report, Abrams has a close relationship with Disney CEO Bob Iger. Solo ended up flopping both critically and commercially. The movie ended up grossing $393 million worldwide and just $213 million domestically. The film has 70% rating on the review aggregate website Rotten Tomatoes, which said the movie was a flawed yet fun, fast-paced space adventure. Should satisfy newcomers to the saga as well as longtime fans who checked their expectations at the theater door. Although Abrams didn't take the episode 9 gig, almost didn't take the episode 9 gig after the departure of Colin Trevorrow, the director eventually decided it was too delicious of an opportunity to skip. He says, I learned so much in that movie, and I saw that this was a chance to sort of realize something that we hadn't quite achieved. And part of that was it was simply the beginning of these new characters in their story. The opportunity to sort of take what we had learned, take the feeling of who these characters are and what they are, and give them a final chapter that felt in the spirit of what we had begun. It was too delicious of an opportunity to pass up. Man, I'm looking forward to episode 9 next year, I do believe, 2019. December? December 20th of 2019, actually. So, a little over a year away from new Star Wars, which means a new trailer. I guarantee the new trailer for Star Wars will be attached to the Avengers movie. It only makes sense, honestly. Like, come on now, let's be real. You're listening to Poor Entertainment! With your host, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Andrew Paul. We are at week nine of the 2018 NFL season. We just finished that last night. That was week nine. So we're definitely getting at that about that middle point. So we've got to see what's going to happen the rest of the 2018 season. 
But jumping in, this is an article from the USA Today, and this is 32 Things We Learned from Week 9 of the 2018 LFL season. So if you're a football fan, definitely stay tuned for this. There's some stuff going on. So, spoiler alert, the Saints will rise one spot to number one in our next installment of Power Rankings after spoiling the Rams' bid for perfection. So yeah, the Saints are going to rise to the number one spot. Also... Uh, this number two, we're no big fans of lifetime achievement influencing individual awards in my in any season, but it sure would be nice to see Drew Brees finally win league MVP honors. Sorry, that's the cat of my existence. I'm in my office, which all happens to be where the cat food and all that stuff is. So if you hear the meowing in the background, that is why. Um, and he's definitely deserving at this point. His 76.3 completion percentage is well ahead of record pace. And his 120.6 passer rating is just a touch off the single-season mark held by Aaron Rodgers of 122.5. Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas, the league's most underrated player, maybe not, after putting up a franchise record 211 receiving yards on CB Marcus Peters, mostly, and the Rams, and maybe uh, not now that Thomas has taken a page from the Joe Horn self-promotion manual. At number four, are the Texans the most underrated team in the league? They'll lead the entire AFC South by two and a half games if Tennessee fails to Dallas on Monday night. I'm recording this before the game is over, so I can't really comment on how the Titans-Cowboys uh, Titans game goes. But I will definitely have to see how that shakes out. And yes, they're the same Texans who lost their first three, but have now matched the 1970 Giants as the only squad in the Super Bowl year to start 0-3 before reeling off six consecutive victories. So, woo! Is Phillip Rivers the most underrated player in the NFL history? Nice to see him lead the Chargers 6-2 to the biggest win of the season of the day. He became the fourth quarterback to start 200 consecutive games behind Brett Favre, Eli Manning, and Peyton Manning. So, good for him. By the way, if you haven't paid attention, the Bolts are tied for the league's fifth best record. Circle December 13th. It's a Thursday. You're free for the rematch with the Chiefs in Kansas City. Okay. Uh, but, uh, one memo to the Chargers. You might have kept the wrong kicker. Caleb Sturgis has returned from a quad injury and missed two PATs. Oops, sorry, it's kind of scrolling away from here. Missed two APTs in a 42-yard field goal, opening Mike Badgley, who has, was perfect on 10 kicks in his two-game audition, remains on speed dial. Uh, 5C uh, update. The Chargers got the memo Monday morning and parted with Sturgis, so they did uh, drop him this morning, or yesterday morning. Um, number six, shame the Chargers' latest uh, win came at the Seahawks' expense as they honored late owner Paul Allen at CenturyLink Field for the first time since his death on October 15th. I talked about Paul Allen on the last episode of Pornertainment, I believe. Paul Allen, as you know, was one of the founders of Microsoft, along with Bill Gates. So, we're sorry to see that. Uh, Julio Jones uh, scored uh, our Overload National Nightmares over after the Falcon star found the end zone for the first time since January 6th when he, Atlanta beat the Rams in the wild card round. Oh my gosh, hold on one second. Everyone, that is my very vocal cat who just doesn't like to be kept out of any room. So now he's up on the desk eating. So, always fun for that. So, uh, number eight. The Eagles spent the weekend on the couch. That's where NFL players while away their bites, right? Yet pulled within a game of the NFC East leading Redskins who were trounced by Atlanta 38-14. What is it about Gillette Stadium? Remember when Kareem Hunt fumbled his first NFL carry there in 2017 and never losing one at Toledo? At least his Chiefs came back to beat the Patriots. 
Uh, Packers running back Aaron Jones lost his first fumble after 150 turnover free touches Sunday night, which previously which proved disastrous in the Green Bay's loss. You all know this Battle of the Goats thing is really dumb, right? But definition only one goat, meaning greatest of all time, that said, we'd certainly prefer not to wait until 2022 for Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady uh, 3. Uh, if TB12 can last that long, but we'll need a pack, Pat, Super Bowl in the interim to make it happen. Uh, 10A, speaking of goats, neither Von Miller nor J.J. Watt qualify either. Firm up film of Lawrence Taylor and Reggie White if you disagree. Still, pretty cool to see this generation's top sack artist and 2011 draftmate share the same field while each added a quarterback takedown to his career total. Prior to kick off at M&T Bank Stadium, the Ravens honored victims of Pittsburgh Synagogue Massacre with a moment of silence. It was another sign of the respect in the Baltimore Steelers rivalry, which is hotly contested by rarely nasty a la Army-Navy. Number 12. Ben Roethlisberger isn't afraid to quick kick on the fourth down. Sunday's first quarter pooch was the seventh punt, including one that was blocked in 2014 of his 15-year career. Those average gross uh, dipped to 31.3. It was the first time any quarterback had punted since Brady in 2013. In a mini-twist, Raven uh, Raven Eric Weddle returned Big Ben's duck for 18 yards, the first time he'd handled a punt since 2012. Are the Lamar Jackson packages really doing the spiraling Ravens any good? He was constantly bouncing from field to the sideline Sunday, ultimately contributing one 12-yard completion while averaging a meager two yards on five carries. Worst starter Joe Flacco was struggling to find a groove amid what seems like disruption. Embattled coach John Harburg envisioned something like the Saints have employed with Breeze and Taysom Hill, but might be better off picking the Flacco lane or Jackson lane. 14, man, that 2017 Pittsburgh draft class Backup quarterback Joshua Dobbs completed his first career pass for 22 yards, while Roethlisberger was temporarily sidelined after getting the win knocked out of him. Owen, oh, 14A. Uh, Owen, oh, second-year Steelers running back James Conner churned out more than 100 yards in for the fourth straight game, all victories, and caught his first NFL touchdown pass. Sure seems like Ravens defensive coordinator Wink Martindale was on to something when he insinuated last week that Pittsburgh might be better without Le'Veon Bell. Even though running back Alex Collins was dealing with a foot injury, Baltimore's Ty Montgomery was inactive after being acquired from Green Bay at Tuesday's trade deadline. Montgomery aside, none of the prominent players traded Tuesday made major impacts while debuting for their new clubs. Golden Tate's uh, Golden Eagles were off. Ha-ha Clinton Dix had a team-high seven tackles for Washington, but also got trucked by fellow Crimson Tide alum Julio Jones on his 35-yard touchdown. Dante Fowler had just one stop. It was a TFL for the Rams. Uh, 15B, oh, these... Of those dealt at the deadline, only Texans wide receiver Demarius Thomas experienced a win. He got three passes worth 61 yards at Houston, as Houston beat Thomas's former team Denver 19-17. He battled Broncos rookie replacement Cortland Sutton. Three catches, 57 yards to a draw. Alright, good for him. 16, Vikings wide receiver Adam Thielen managed just four catches for 22 yards, meaning he failed to become the first player to notch nine consecutive 100-yard receiving games. So close. And and uh, 68, and given Stephon Tiggs was out with a rib injury, additional fodder for those who suggest Thielen is effective Minnesota's number two receiver and has been racking up numbering by feasting on single coverage. But don't do it, we're still going to streak the NFL. We're still going to streaking in the NFL. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes matched Andrew Luck's 2014 record by passing for at least 300 yards in eight consecutive games during the same season. 
Mahomes wasn't done. His 29 yard, his 29 touchdown passes and 3,185 passing yards are the most ever in a player's first 10 NFL games. His MVP case remains rock solid with 2,901 yards and 29 touchdown strikes this season, topping leaderboards. Number 18, former Texas Tech quarterback Mahomes is greater than former Texas Tech quarterback Baker Mayfield. Before some of you at me, no, that's not a typo. Mayfield spent his freshman year in Lubbock before transferring to Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, Greg Williams is Cleveland's 10th head coach, including those of the interim variety since the Browns returned to the NFL in 1999. He and his predecessors are combined 0-10 in their respective debuts following Sunday's 37-21 loss to Kansas City. You're a new NFL sack leader. This is 20. Meet Dan- Danielle Hunter? Dan, well, it looks like Danielle, but it's, guy, it's pretty sure it's a guy. Who's a three and a half of the Vikings team records, 10 in Sunday's win against Detroit. We tell me it's just the Minnesota defense is back. Buffalo should strongly consider calling erstwhile Cardinals quarterback Sam Bradford. Bradford should strongly consider screening calls with a 716 area code emanating from western New York. Much maligned Bills quarterback Nathan Peterman, now his six career touchdown passes, three to teammates, and three to opponents. One more stat to add to the list my new room, my new teammate, Jory Epstein, put together after 130 career throws. Peterman's passer rating is 32.5. By comparison, throwing one incompletion gets you to 39.6. George Kittle is making a belling case to be the first team all pro tight end despite all the injuries suffered by San Francisco's offense. Kansas City's Travis Casey reclaimed the inside track Sunday with two more touchdown catches, but Kittle is on his bumper. I've been tough on Case Keenum, but feel compelled to point out he keyholed a beautiful touchdown to tight end Jeff Huerman through triple coverage. Okay, maybe Keenum has no business targeting Jeff Huerman, of all people, in triple coverage. But Keenum also has had Denver in position to win before a missed field goal cost them the game. Most important, he failed to throw an interception for the first time as a Broncos progress. Or the first time as a Bronco progress, being him. Uh, number 25, Carolina's Curtis Samuel arguably had the touchdown of the weekend, 33-yard double reversing, covering nearly 104 actual yards per next-gen stats. 26, but how about some love for the Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey, who led his team with 79 yards rushing and 78 receiving. The explosive second-year player tends to get lost among the hubbub surrounding Todd Gurley, Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley, and even Hunt. Among the next wave of elite runners, but McCaffrey's 880 yards from scrimmage have him in ninth place tie among league leaders. It was the 1982 AFC Championship game, thanks Don Shula, but Jets fans were having flashbacks Sunday morning when they heard Miami's field was unplayable. Turned out to be exaggerated, but then rookie Sam Darnold had a Richard Todd kind of day with four interceptions in New York's 13-6 loss. If you saw the Nick Mullins train coming, you're lying. The 49ers undrafted third-string quarterback entering this season, if you consider the practice squad as third-string, should soon be atop the depth chart after throwing for 260 yards and three touchdowns in his debut Thursday. His 151.9 pass rating was the second best ever after Marcus Mariota in 2015 for a quarterback in his first NFL game. Good on him, Nick Mullins. <clears throat> if you predicted John Gruden's Raiders would be a 1-7 at the halfway mark and Khalil Mack, Amari Cooper, and Bruce Irwin would be ex-Raiders, you're pathological. Uh, Cordarell Peterson has been an all-pro returner in his career, though a disappointed as a receiver. No matter how... He's now imbued with the Patriot way and has been New England's leading rusher twice in six days. Um, 31, hashtag TB1K update. Kneel downs are a bummer. Brady came within one yard of fulfilling his 19-year pursuit for 1,000 career rushing yards. Sunday night, alas, he took a knee three times to ice the Packers, ultimately costing him three yards. The train was in full reverse before stopping at 996 
Winning is the worst. Not the biggest Brady fan, but that's a whole other thing. Number 32, why would schedule makers give both Indianapolis and Jacksonville the same bye week? What kind of world are we living in where neither Bortles nor Captain Andrew Luck is obligated to entertain us on Sunday? And I guess that is the 32 things. And where we stick with football, this is a Washington Post article. At the NFL's midpoint, there are these four teams, and then there's everybody else. By the time Patrick Mahomes had dropped another 375 passing yards, Michael Thomas had opened a second cellular plan, and Tom Brady had outlasted Aaron Rodgers. Sunday reinforced the unusual clarity at the top of the NFL. Most years halfway through the season is when we can start the process of turning the best teams in the league. When the pictures just begin to come into focus, this year after week nine, the answers arrived in vivid color. Championship Sunday is two and a half months away, but four teams have already defined themselves as obvious favorites to make it there. A quartet has risen to the top of the NFL, and it just happens to nearly fit into a pair of potential conference title games. In the AFC, the New England Patriots have won six consecutive games behind their future Hall of Fame quarterback, including a victory over the otherwise unbeaten and spectacular Kansas City Chiefs. In the NFC, the New Orleans Saints have won seven consecutive games behind their future Hall of Fame quarterback, including a victory over the otherwise unbeaten and spectacular LA Rams. Sunday, the Rams, Saints, Chiefs, and Patriots became further ingrained as both the NFL's best teams and favored participants in the conference title games. The Chiefs minced the Cleveland Browns 37-21, scoring at least 30 points for the eighth time in, in, in nine games. The Saints beat the Rams 45-35, but not before the Rams showed off their firepower in temporarily erasing a 21-point deficit, playing without star tight end Rob Gronkowski and first-round pick Sony Mitchell. The Patriots out class the Packers 31 to 17. There is a class of the league, but it would be crazy to write anything in pen. This the NFL surprises happened last season. Everyone held the Patriots and Steelers ticketed for the AFC championship for months, and then the Jaguars showed up. A group of teams this season could challenge the apparent supremacy of the Pats, Chiefs, Rams, and Saints, but if any other 28 teams made an appearance of this season's penultimate weekend, barring a serious injury, it would become as an upset. It's rare that it can be said be so definitely at this stage of the season. Those four contenders have arrived here in different ways. The Chiefs turned into a monster by placing first-year starter Mahomes, an athletic marvel with bazooka attached to his right shoulder at the center of Coach Andy Reid's innovative, creative, offensive machine. The Saints have been on a mission since their gut-wrenching exit from the playoffs last January. They dealt a first-round pick to move up in the draft for pass rusher Marcus Davenport, Drew Brees, an MVP candidate, but the Saints are unstoppable because of their offensive line malls opponents, and Thomas and Alvin Kamara are two of the best, most consistent playmakers in the NFL. The Patriots rebounded from horrendous losses to the Jaguars and Lions, while Coach Bill Belichick tinkered and tweaked in New England like he always does. The moves included turning return special and disappointing wide receiver Cordell Patterson into a thumper of a running back. summer i remember this it was yeah because he was at football camp and he had broken his leg but they couldn't do anything about it just yet so he had to deal with it yeah like he had to wait for surgery so like the whole he was off at camp and like they were waiting to do surgery they like didn't do it in indiana because he was in indiana and then they went to the hospital by my house and they were like well we want to wait until the next day to do it and so literally the whole night he's sitting in the chair 
And like he's just in agony, and he's just screaming, like just in so well, was much any, pain. Any time he moved, even slightly, yeah, probably... and like just crying, and like it broke my heart because this is like a my brother has been a big kid since like the fifth grade. Well, yeah, and so like hearing like a grown man just like being right. upset I mean... and crying in pain, like that's just like, and you can't do anything about it because like. I don't know. I think you could only take so much Advil before, you, like, you can't really like unfeel that, like a broken right. bone. And you can't like you can't like put like ice on it. It's just Mm-mm. it's just gonna hurt. Yeah. So... And I remember I remember like he had to have the hospital bed in the family room. Yep. He had the hospital bed in the family room, and he had like lived downstairs, like for, like I don't know. Like, I just remember a few him weeks. like. Just come lay with me. Oh yeah, I remember that. Like, cause he just like he wanted he a, just he, he wanted attention and cuddles and, and couldn't and, move. He was yeah, he it was, was a, a little weird. And, then and he it was also, also doesn't help that he's like he had like he's like one foot and hundred pounds on you. Yeah, I think well, he was quite, a little loopy still, from the drugs too. Yeah, he's still your little brother. He's like, mm-hmm. oh my little. I feel so bad. I remember you called. I think you called me because you were so upset because like you were at work when your parents told you or they got the call and. Oh, yeah, I can imagine that drive home from Indiana like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you have to go like, on a remember, bus or something. That, all I don't remember if and... my dad and my parents tri- went and got they him. They weren't or... there because they, they. I know, but I don't remember if my parents ended up going to Indiana to get him or if it was. I think they ended up driving there, and then like the one of the coaches went with him to the or the ER, and then they, my parents came and picked him up. I don't know. They were pissed. Oh, I can't. I mean, imagine. I would be too. But my brother has had his fair share of leg injuries. But thankfully, crossing my fingers, he'll be done with football after this year, and then we don't have to really worry about him getting hurt. Maybe by sports, <laughs> unless he does like what your dad did and does like adult league. He might. I don't know. Like let's like one uh, from other buddies' bachelor party. We went to one of those like minor minor league adult football leagues. That was actually pretty interesting. Just, like, a bunch of people who played in, like, high school or college, but didn't, like, just have normal day jobs, and they just get to go play, and it's very low level, but it's still fun. And if it's a good time for you guys, then just keep mm. up with it. Yeah, I don't know. He just... Mm. I'm just glad that I'm relatively healthy, besides the fact yeah. that I'm fat. Oh, we're fine. Fat, fat, fat. We're fine. I remember when I was, um, when I had that cyst removed... Yeah. Assist on my butt. God. And then <laughs> it was the first, because I had to, so he was at my house, like, or no, I was at your house, because you were recovering, so then I came to your house to help, like, just see if you were okay and whatever, and you're like, oh, I need you to change my band-aid, and that was the first time I saw Andrew's balls, because he had to pull his pants down. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I'm like, ah, I saw your balls! I was not prepared for it. Yeah, because I also had a physical hole. In me. Yeah, it was gross. That had, like, it was, like, literally, like, it was, It yeah. was, like, stuffed with, like, gauze and stuff, and you had to pull it out. And, oh, like, that was, oh, uh, If you touched it, it was just, mm, no, it was gross. Thankfully, and they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, it may come back. I'm like, oh, great, so we can go through this again. Knock on wood, it's been four years. Still good. Yeah. Still good. No, five years. I don't remember. It's been so long. I, I just remember, like, that was just awful. Yeah, but... And I remember that's when I found out that I cannot have a certain pain medicine without being super nauseated. Which one was it? Uh, I think it was like Oxycontin. It was, it, I, they gave me like the good stuff. Like, Weren't you lucky? Well, but I remember like, 
I have to like time it right. Like I have to have food like a half hour before, then I can have the medicine without like because I have the medicine trying to eat something. I will just feel like I have to throw up. Oh, at least you weren't like me when I they gave me Vicodin and my mom was really worried about it. And I ended up, because it's like a narcotic. You don't want to get addicted to it. Right. And then, um, so I ended up finding out that I, I don't know if I'm allergic or like, it messes with my stomach. So it was like, I had my Vicodin and I also like was drinking a milkshake. And then all of a sudden it was like a little bit later that I just ended up like just barfing. Like it was gross. And like. So I figured out that it was the Vicodin that was making me sick. And so the only part that I was upset about was that I wasn't allowed to sell the Vicodin after. I'm like, Mom, we can make so much money from this. No, Liz, that's illegal. I'm going to flush them. I'm like, that's at even, least that, save That's them. even worse. I'm like, at least save it. The Vicodin so contaminates the water supply. Exactly. I was like, why don't we just save that's it? That's why, like, when old people die, they have someone come in to dispose of all the medicine. Exactly. So we don't just throw it or... I remember, I think I just... I pretty much just, like, gave my medicine away. Like, the leftovers I had, I think they were expired. I was like, here you go. And then I just left. Yeah, I don't know. I was like, we could have at least, like, saved it for a rain... Like, I don't know. I don't know like, how long it lasts, Sometimes you just but... need, like, a little, like... If you need something more than Advil, you just keep a little thing of, like, I don't know, like, Vicodin and, just, or Valium or whatever. I don't whatever, know. Whatever the drug is. Yeah. I don't know. Just just for those days that you just can't handle, like, Advil's just not enough. All right. I guess to circle back, just so I think we're going to wrap it up here. Back to the sickness. Um, sorry. It's a, we're I, better. I that song. Come up, come on, get down with us. Whatever that song is. Oh, um, yeah. You're, you're, I'm losing you it. You really know it. <laughs> I'm, I'm fading fast whatever that song is um but what was your like was there a go-to show or movie that you watched when you were sick homesick not really i don't you know just watch tv i really didn't you didn't, do you, you, didn't much. Wa- you didn't watch id because i don't think id existed then no i don't i mean i could tell you like the lineup that Girls. i saw That's... no like, the lineup that I usually watch, like, on the days off when my grandparents were watching me, like, I could name that off, but I guess that's kind of the same thing. I used to watch a lot of, like, the PBS shows, just because uh, they had, like, yeah. pretty basic cable when I was younger, so, like, I don't know. I watched a lot of Dragon Tales. That I was... remember Dragon Tales. You're probably too old. Yeah. Um, Between the Lions was, like, a library thing, so, like, that's why I loved books, because Between the Lions was set in a library with lions. Yes. What else? Teletubbies. I remember watching lots of Teletubbies. I remember Barney being a thing when I was. I mean, that was when I was super little. Well, isn't that nice? Well, I was. I was little too. I don't know. Apparently, my I almost like broke the VCR or the VHS tapes because we watched the episodes of Barney so often on them. That that happens. That happened a lot with tapes, especially if they were recorded from TV. You, the more times you watch, the less qual- like the quality went down so mm-hmm. much. It would start having like the lines go through it, and then yep. static. And if you if you re-record over it too many times, the tape oh tapes. Uh, that's I why, mean, but that's why I watch like movies and TV. Like off TV, you just that's why I had like that's why I watched Little Nicky. Was that I recorded it off the TV because you can set the t- like the recorder on your. Yeah. I know that's how my neighbor's mom used to watch it, and so you could. Like, you just see this, like, wall of videos of just, like... And Black cassettes with labeled, white, with white They tape. labeled it, like, Titanic or um, episode blah, blah, blah of Friends. And I'm just like, And then oh. you have to go through and then rasp through the commercials every time you got to it in the t- on the TV. Yeah. Or you tried to, like... 
if you're recording it live, you try and stop and start to try and miss the commercials. Yeah. But if I had to pick, like, now, I guess, like, when I'm sick, it's just anything really, like, on Netflix. Because really, like, I used to be, like, more of, like, a, as I was older and got was sick, I would do, like, the morning shows, like, oh, I'd watch Oprah and then The View or whatever. Mm-hmm. But now that there's not really Oprah anymore, I mean, there's not Oprah, and, like, The View kind of sucks now. But, like, I'm not really into that kind of stuff, so it's just kind of whatever's on Netflix that I'm watching. Something that I can, like, I can watch, but then I can also fall asleep to and not feel bad, because that's a problem that I have. Like, if I watch something I like and I fall asleep, I get mad because I don't know where I left off. And it's just very confusing. What about you? What what do you like? What were did you like as a kid, and what did you what do you like to watch now? Um, I think when I was a kid, it was a mixture of things. If, um... I remember watching a lot of TV Land, which was like a lot of like older like Gilligan's Island. Well, it's like Cheers. And I love Lucy. Yes, cheer like Cheers and all that. I remember that also be like, used to be my thing. I'd watch in like junior high before bed was like Cheers and like the shows from like that generation. I could see you Frasier. as a kid watching freaking Cheers and Frasier, you nerd. Hey, Cheers <laughs> is a good show. It's a classic. Yeah. Yeah, Don't you want to go yeah. everybody knows your name? Um, and really now when I'm sick or really... Usually I'll just watch a show I've watched a million times. Like, like I'll put on Parks, Parks and, and Rec. Rec or The Office or... Just something I've watched before that I can just tune in and out of. And, like, those shows, like, if you've watched the whole series, you can usually pick it up anywhere and be fine. Like, or it's like you watch Family Guy. Like, I'm going to turn to Season 4, Episode 7. And, alright, cool, I know what's going on. Well, Family Guy's a bad example because all the episodes aren't really connected. But like Parks and Rec and the Office are the same way. Yeah. Well, well, you're you've got like your that's what you also watch while you're cleaning. That doesn't count. I'm talking like special shows. Um, I'm trying to think what um, there was like a because you're copying my answer, man. Just going through Netflix. Well, that's now. Like, well, I don't know. We're gonna We're fuck gonna the sodomites in the. So before I send Shane this gamer tag, and before we get too deep into me shitting on Cameron more, uh, I have a uh, Facebook post that I want to read on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. So the caption is "How to cook a fucking steak," and it has a picture of a beautifully cooked uh, steak. The whole presentation is beautiful. Anyway, here we go. Go to the goddamn grocery store and get steak. Yes, the grocery. A little ammonia is not going to kill you, you pussy. You want to be all fancy and grass-fed and environmentally conscious? Go ahead. I don't give a shit. Just get a fucking steak. (laughs) Ribeye is good. And yes, bone in, you schmuck. Take the steak home, get a big-ass frying pan, and put that shit on the stove. Crank the heat up as far as that fucker will go. Take a shitload of salt. Rock salt, you dumb motherfucker. None of that fine-grained crap here. And toss it around the bottom of the pan. When the pan is hot as all fuck, it should scorch the shit out of your finger if you're stupid enough to touch it. 
Put the fucking steak on there. You can crack some pepper on the top of that bitch, too, as the bottom is searing. But don't even talk about garlic or onion powder or compound fucking butter, all caps. Asshole. This is steak. All you fucking need is salt and pepper. After a bit, three minutes for pink, five for cooked good. (laughs) Cooked good. (laughs) Flip that shit over and do the same fucking thing you just did with the other side. I.E., sit on your ass and wait for your motherfucking steak to be ready, you useless ass bag. (laughs) When you're done, sling that shit on a plate. Behringer's 1996 Cabernet Sauvignon Napa Valley Private Reserve makes an absolutely delightful accompaniment, particularly if you've taken care to let it breathe a bit before quaffing. (laughs) Also... Make some fucking potatoes, because that's what you eat with a fucking steak. God, sometimes I just want to smack the shit out of you. Are you talking to your wife in there? I fucking <laughs> just scrolled through and I found it. That's amazing. It was great. Was God. this like just like a just now find? Oh, I found it literally the moment I sat down on the casting couch. Hell yeah, I'm I'm very happy you brought that to us because. It was glorious. It was just so that well is done. That's not how he makes his steak. Now I want steak. No, it's it's, not. it's from the the Facebook page of the Vulgar Chef, one of my favorite Ooh. favorite pages on Facebook. That reminds me of those memes where it's like, check out this fucking thing. It's so fucking awesome, and it goes like over like all the different things. Like my favorite one was like Magic Carp. Yes. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Magic Carp. <laughs> <laughs> I I have one saved somewhere, and it's the universe. Fucking swirly clouds and shit. Check out that spar. It's fucking that. dead. <laughs> I've seen that. Just like before. your dreams. Just yeah. like your dreams. Uh, good shit. Yes. Good shit. How yeah. you been, Alex? Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Yep. Glad I posted on your thing last night. I am, I am you, too. Did you like my meme that I commented? <laughs> I instantly told yeah. you you won. Uh, yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. Tyler decided that I won, so. My aunt tried to get on here. She's like, She's like, I have, saw that. You have two cousins that would love to be on your show. They're like, two. it's his favorite aunt, by the way. Mm. They're like two, and I'm like, I'm not even gonna Never. dignify this with a response. Like, <laughs> it's his favorite aunt. She's not even. She my answers aunt. something. Auntie Jessica. So so, uh, so sweetly, like, oh yes, your cousins want to be on there, and I post something that says, every girl's a squirter if you got the right <laughs> artery. <laughs> yes. I mean, am I wrong? Yeah, she's no. like. You're not. She's like, have your aunt <laughs> on there. Your cousins you want to be on here. I'm like, thanks for being there for me. I'm like, no, it's just not going to happen. Thanks for being there for us. Aw. Yeah. Always, buddy. <laughs> we had a guest. Yeah, what happened to him? He's like, I was like, hey. Replacement. You see that? I was like, hey, do you want to be on the show yes. next week? He goes, yeah. Let me check. Let me check. I'll let you know by Friday if I can be there or not. So Friday comes and it's like, very last second Friday, he's like, hey, I'll be in town Monday. I was like, cool, the show's Tuesday. <laughs> he's like, oh, man, I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> and, uh, That's the best response to that. He's like, well, I'll be in, I'll be in town on Monday if you want to kick it still. I'm like, I have things to do. <laughs> I made poor choices. I'm an alcoholic. Yeah, he had to sit there miserable at a table while my children and I sang happy birthday to him, and he was so unhappy. 
Hey, yo, dick. I was. I enjoyed that. What are you talking about? You look like you didn't want to be there. Not at all. What are you talking about? I. He's just got resting bitch yeah. face. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty no, much. I was smiling yeah, the whole RDF, time. RDF, he's got Speaking resting of, dick face. So, like I posted, <laughs> so the night before his birthday, I'm like, hee hee hee. I'm going to blow up balloons and just saw fucking that. shove them in his front seat of his car. I would have fucking killed you. Fuck off. So. Thank you. I'm like, fuck I you. Mean, I mean, I would have broke your neck in the street. <laughs> I wouldn't have done that. In but. front of everyone. That's easier than an normal. An, an, initially, I was, I was he like. He was pissed. Okay, so I'm like excited. My kids are excited. I'm like, shh, don't tell them. I write happy birthday on his car with lipstick. I'm like. Oh, God. I saw okay. that. So Wait, you I would have burned the house up. down with you inside you of it. You wrote in lipstick? And lipstick because I couldn't find goddamn no fucking window. it took win- so long to fucking wipe off. I couldn't find fucking window paint. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I couldn't find window paint. So anyway, <laughs> so my kids knew. I knew we were all excited. I go to bed. I'm like super excited because I'm not person. I'm so triggered. I'm that person. I'm super excited. So I go to work at 6 a.m. He doesn't say anything. I'm like, well, fuck you. And then he still doesn't yeah, say anything. Yeah, you knew that. I didn't say anything. I didn't throw a bitch fit about he it. He could be like, oh, baby. I didn't say shit me. about it. I was like, because I was pissed about it. God, God forbid you actually work and then don't overreact to a situation. Whoa. I know. I'm, God I, forbid you fucking get up on time to get to work I instead did. of fucking okay, last whoa. minute. Now fucking I'm feeling attacked. God forbid you be a reliable <laughs> person that goes to work every day. Wait, you are, Blaine. Woo. Hey, yes, so am I. Woo. I go. Just. Not on time all yeah. the time. I mean, as anyway, long, as long as says, oh my God, don't ride on cars after high school. <laughs> well, I'm that person. You either fucking take it or you leave it. Hey, I mean, yo, that's Dick. just who I am. You want to get me a person. beer? And maybe open anyway, it too so, so I don't drop your mic? Anyway, so fucking happy about it because, oh, he leaves last minute. Yeah, and you know that. Shit, he's got a fucking You know I leave last second. So you should have take. you should have known that I was going to. Well, I leave after I, I didn't the last even, second. I, I think, you know, like I played it cool. I, even when I told you I was... I'm, I'm that person, too. Yeah. I feel you. Even when I told you I was a tad pissed, I didn't overreact. I said, yeah, it kind of pissed me off. But I, I did tell you I appreciate what you did. But did you really? I did. I mean, cool. Thank you. It's awesome. But, like, ah. Uh. <laughs> but also, fuck you, I'm late. It's not as big of a deal kids. for, like, where I I'm work not... or something like that. Like, if you're a few minutes and whatever... It is what it is, but like when you have a point system, like at a factory. No, that I mean, would be... I was in no danger of being late, but oh, like that's good. That's I was good. leaving at the time. I always oh, okay. leave, you know, like at which I I leave with enough time to give I, that I give myself, where I, I get there at a comfortable time, and so I'm like sit there for a few minutes on his phone and check that. Shit. Either way, so I'm just like, ha! <laughs> <laughs> what do I do I also, now? <laughs> I also leave at the time I do, so I can avoid all the fucking mopeds on the way there. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> Goddamn so, moped I have, I have a system in place. Are with Subaru. <laughs> of course, I have are. a system in place for a reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a sweet thought. It was, and, and you know, like I, that's, I have no issue with it. It's just like in the moment, I was like, ah, <laughs> stressed you <laughs> out. Then, anyway, I told him I'll never fucking do it again because why? In the, why would I go the, through all that effort? In the process of all this, I was like, um, I told, I told like Calvin at work, I was like, yeah, I had to shove a bunch of or my, my wife put a bunch of balloons in my car the front seat and i had to get it all out he goes what'd you do pop it all i was like no i just threw them out and he's like better hope there wasn't money in them i'm like oh shit she I did that the year before i was like oh shit she did that last year <laughs> oh, fuck, so I I, that's when that. i texted her i was like i really hope there wasn't money that's in the only thing he fucking had said about it i yeah. waited all fucking morning like Ooh, what's he gonna think and then 
I fucking hope there wasn't money in those balloons. Because I threw them out the fucking window. Because fuck they're you. Nope. Gone. <laughs> I'm, I'm that guy that if I go to, to dinner with my family on my birthday and one motherfucker at the table tells the restaurant staff that it's my birthday, I'll get up and fucking leave. Like, Jesus Christ, cheer the fuck up and have a good life. Well, let's think about uh, whose day it is on your birthday. Well, it's your day. It so should be about be what you want. Know, okay. I mean, That's would you true. disagree, so, Miranda? It should be about you and not everyone else? Yeah. Honestly. Yep. Some people don't so like again, that shit. And you always know. Don't like that kind of stuff. I don't mind you know? stuff, but like that like, was just. I'm one of those people who I'm like, yeah, bring it the fuck on. It's my birthday. Pay attention to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's another day for me. But that's you. Yeah. I don't want it. I, I don't want fanfare. Don't fucking sing me happy birthday. If you want to get me something, get me something, but I don't fucking expect it. I provide myself with the things that I want. Oh, yeah. I, I don't expect it, but like I'm one of those people who like if somebody does it, I'm like, you guys, stop it. Don't stop. Now there's a difference. <laughs> there's a difference between saying I don't appreciate it and I don't want it because they're not the same thing. No. Right. That that is that is true. Skylar and I had this conversation almost a decade ago. <laughs> if she fucking writes on my vehicle with window paint. I will leave forever. <laughs> That's so petty, though. But why? Because okay, I don't want to clean the shit up. This is my point. Okay, so you want her to respect the fact that you're that way, but she might be the way where she enjoys that and wants to do that. So why can't you show her a little respect? Because for the way you shouldn't it? make people do what they don't want to uh, do. So okay, you're making her not do that shit. She wants to do it like me. I want to do that shit, but because maybe, you don't like it, you don't want me to do it. So you're making me not. Fucking maybe do you it. just have to compromise, and you can find like the other things that you can do that doesn't piss that person off. You know what, you know what Skylar does for me? Rather than wreck my vehicle with window paint and unnecessary shit that costs money, she makes me a, a meal that I really like. Mm-hmm. Or we sit down and watch a movie that I enjoy, which is not something I get to do with her because she will not sit and watch a movie with me. So if I get down, if I get to sit on my fucking ass and watch Tombstone for the nine hundred thousandth time with my wife, then that is a good fucking day That's for me. That's a happy birthday. It did not take balloons or window paint or any of the unnecessary shit. I'm not shitting on you for doing it, Miranda. You don't need to be defensive towards me. I'm just telling you how my family, my relationship operates. That shit doesn't fly. Because it's unnecessary. (laughs) Now, when it's her birthday, I go fucking all out. I buy her anything and anything that she could ever want. But she's the person that wants and likes us. But she does not, I do not do anything for her that she does not want me to do. If she says, hey, don't fucking try and have sex with me on my birthday, I'm not going to do it because it's her fucking day and she doesn't want it. Simple as that. Man, I'm fucking awesome at birthdays. Shane says, I'll be your huckleberry. <laughs> You'll be a daisy if you do. Nate, Nate, Pod Daddy Nate says, feels good to be treated like a king, though. That's that's all about perspective and how yeah, you like yes, to be treated. Yeah, it's totally perspective. Yeah, it's about like how you, how you are treated like a king is a perspective. Like, 
you you get a meal cooked for you. Mm -hmm. I got a meal cooked for me. It was great. Yeah. She made pork chops, like T-bone pork chops. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not a bone-in guy typically, but, you know, it was pretty good. Just depends on the application for me. Yeah. It was pretty good, you know. But, she got me a cake. The kids, they they all sang me "Happy Birthday." Oh yeah, you which, got a dig fucking cake, man. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a I'm not a big okay. Happy Birthday guy. Okay, it's cake. But you know, it was it was good. It was like my first birthday with everyone here. It was your like family. your your family that yeah. you now have. It was uh -huh. your first birthday. That's yeah. special. So. I mean, last year I had her with me, but I don't I don't think we had the kids last year, did we? Yeah, yeah it's a little. Your room decorated with balloons and gifts. Yeah, but that wasn't on my birthday though. That was for my birthday. But it was awesome, and the balloons had money in them, <laughs> and Which there was a cake on my bed. Thankfully, you didn't throw those out the window. No, I saw the money. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm fixings to pop this shit. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was that good. would be like a nightmare for me because I really hate loud, sharp noises, and yeah. I hate the sound of a balloon being popped. Like it makes me instantly just it triggers violently me. It, it fucking angry. triggers me too violently like yeah. i want to punch whoever did it like a four-year-old doesn't i'm like oh you're lucky you're four i just Fucker. punch them yeah mm -hmm. I, I i literally i just punch them across the room no go on get <laughs> go on get but oh, no, shit. um but yeah it would be like put me all through all of this pain just to get this money that would be my nightmare shane says i'm with you Totally Shane says, you. you can appreciate a thing even if you don't like it. Like, it's you tried. I appreciate you did something for me, but let's try something different next time. And, you know, like, that's kind of what I was getting at without even saying the let's try something different next time. Like, uh, like I said, I appreciate what you did, but it kind of in the like I said, in the moment, I was like, ah, <laughs> and that's why I didn't say I didn't I didn't say anything because I knew you were just acting out of the goodness of your heart and, you know, being you. Which I love. Like a good a good comparison is you ever buy like a Christmas present for a family member and when they when you hand it hey, to Colin. Them, when you hand it to them the first thing they say is, Oh, you didn't have to get me anything. Like some people are adamant that they do not want other people to buy them shit. Mm -hmm. So what is the better thing? To show them that you appreciate them by buying them shit or disrespecting their wishes and buying them shit? What's wrong with being childish? I like being childish. Before I go, I just want to tell you, you are fantastic. Never trust the Hulk. It's just a way to hide your face. That's the exciting thing. Nobody in the universe can do what we're doing. Why are you pointing your screwdrivers like that? They're scientific instruments, not water pistols. Gallifrey! Yes, this must be where I live. Uh, what did you guys think of uh, arachnids in the UK? Well, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I don't know. Did I like it? We'll talk about it. What did you think? Uh, At I'm first, we thought we were going to like it because it was like all creepy, like The Shining with it's, this hotel. Yes. And the premise is cool, but... started strong. It started strong. Then kind of lost me a little bit, I think. Yeah. I don't know if it lost me. I don't think that... I think that it... Um, it was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle story, essentially. Ooh, With spiders. Illegal lab dumping. Oversized spiders. These spiders just didn't gain a consciousness and have the ability yeah, to speak English. Yeah, toxic waste transformed spiders into mm -hmm. uh, giant spiders, and that's the premise of this episode. And they're taking over <laughs> yeah. the UK. Spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was creepy, which I appreciated. Sure. As always. I just am getting the ever-growing suspicion, as I said earlier to you guys, 
that the show is trying to teach me a lesson and right like it's preachy yeah i mean it's not like the other the the previous show was teaching you lessons in the stories anyways it didn't Mm -hmm. need to be so obvious right they're making it they're being very very emotional Mm, and super dramatic and like really pouring on the cheese to make you feel try to feel for these characters and it's just kind of like it's a little bit more of a departure from doctor who than i was expecting i can tell you exactly what i'm missing already and i hope that i'm wrong maybe i'm just missing it because it's not there, or maybe it is there, and it's just so well hidden that I don't know. But I'm missing the Easter eggs. Yeah. Where the hell are the Easter eggs in this episode for anything that's happening in the storyline? Because that's a huge Doctor Who thing, and that's what I love about it is, you know, where's the bad wolf? Where right. is it? What's the you thing know? that they keep going back to? Yeah, what's so, the, right, where's right, my right. hint? Right. What am I looking deeper into? It's like, what is where's the over, Waldo? Yeah. What is the overarching, overarching thing? Yeah, that's really been bothering me about this new series. Is <clears throat> it is a little aimless. It's bland in that respect. It's just like these location, location, location. These stories, like, they're connected by these characters. Great. But I don't know why I need all of this emotional stuff piled on. Do you I think, think it's still trying to figure itself out. I was yeah. going to say, do you guys think we're maybe being a little extra critical because it is a new series? This is a new showrunner. It's Matt Smith all over again. I was harsh on that first season of Matt Smith. It took me two or three rewatches before I really dug my heels in and said, I like the 11th Doctor. He is a fun character in that first series as the 11th Doctor is really good for Matt Smith. It's way better than when I first watched it. I did not appreciate the Pandorica or the, you know, Prisoner Zero or the, you know, crack in the wall back then. So I'm wondering Mm -hmm. if now when we watch it this first go through, we're going... We're kind of picking it apart. There are some things we're not cool with. There's some things we don't quite see yet. But maybe by the time our journey is over with this series, there will be enough, you know, uh, correlation of things locking Mm -hmm. and intersecting, let's say. This season seems awfully upbeat and, like, Mm -hmm. hopeful. Like, her, the new Doctor's whole thing is about hope. And uh, it is a little bit of a departure from the Doctor Who that we've been watching. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't, and I don't really have an issue with that. Like I said, really the big thing for me is the Easter egg thing. Mm-hmm. That and the music. <laughs> that Oh, I can't even with the music. Yeah, I know. We were still talking about, you're still not sold on the intro, the theme. No, I feel like it keeps trying on different things. Like this time it was the Stranger Things. Yeah, that, it was very that, 80s. That beat that was underneath, that was just that pulse, mm-hmm. plus those, uh, you know, those, um, you know, mm-hmm. those little, those little uh, pad hits or whatever you want to call them yeah. that are in the background. They kind like, of have a, um, what do you call that? Synthesizer. Theremin vibe to them. And that, that was, there was way too much, like, with, with whatever it was, it was supposed to be a cello or something that was this, like, emotional oh, yeah. string line that was playing. It yeah. was like incredibly just like yeah it was like pulsing like i'm seeing the part on my in my mind's eye and how many how many like you know hairpins in and out you know like how many different like why it was like and everything was vibrato and it was just like so much and it didn't have to be 
let's back it up just a little bit here. And I know we're in the music, but I do want to kind of give a rough synopsis of some of the things that are happening with the TARDIS crew and Mm. what's going on. Uh, They finally go home to Earth. The Doctor, after the first episode, has finally successfully got everybody back to where they can go home now. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's see. V, tell me, what's up with, uh, what do they do with Yaz? What's up with that? Uh, They decide to go have tea at Yaz's. Yeah, fuck Mm -hmm. yeah. Except for Graham. He didn't, he wasn't down with that. No. He went off on his own sad adventure. And then they went to go to Yaz's apartment because they were right outside her place or whatever, her flat. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she meet, they meet Yaz's family. and Her dad's weird. Her dad wants to make them food and is excited that she brought friends home because apparently she doesn't do that. And I can see why because her sister was super bitchy. Sophia, <laughs> I think. I don't know. I didn't catch her name. So anyway, they go to the neighbor's house to get a parcel that was supposed to be delivered there by mistake or some shit. And then they discover that this uh, neighbor is wrapped up in a spider web. <laughs> and her whole mm-hmm. house is covered in spider webs. And then uh, somehow they end up at... The, oh, yes, his mother works for this hotel where like the hub of the spiders is or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. I'm having a hard time recalling. No, you got it. Dead on. Uh, Yaz's mom goes to the hotel that's not yet open. And she's like trying to get a head start because she's the general manager. Oh, yeah. And then she walks in on the big like owner of the hotel who's also like running for president in 2020 in America yeah. or some shit. Yeah, what? A horrible like uh, American portrayal of America yeah. <laughs> by an American actor. I can't remember. Was he like Mr. Big from Sex and the City? Was that the same guy? Let's see. Uh, he was. He was smarmy enough. Now, what the hell was the guy's name, though? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm terrible with names. Uh, he looked really familiar, though. I've seen Jack him. Robertson. Yeah, okay. Chris Noth. And yeah. Chris Noth did Sex in the City. I was right. Castaway, Law and Order Criminal Intent, The Good Wife. Yeah, this guy always plays a douchebag. Mm. Like, he was perfectly cast, I suppose, to be the American douchebag presidential nominee. Mm. <laughs> So anyways, uh, Yaz's mom walks in on this douchebag talking to some uh, young thing. Frankie. Yeah, some girl Mm -hmm. about uh, the fact that the hotel is on toxic waste or some shit. Yeah, and he's like, deal with the problem. I don't care how you deal with it. Just deal with it. And right, cutting corners and whatever. And then fires Yaz's mom for overhearing the stuff. And yeah, then super dramatic. Yeah, so they call. she calls Yaz to come pick her up. So everybody ends up at the hotel. Madness ensues. Spiders attack. Mm-hmm. And uh, Spiders people, attack. Yeah, like giant spiders attack. And they were... Uh, Gross. It was weird <laughs> it was because like they like, video game. they had like <laughs> the game plan of how they were going to defeat him and whatnot. Um, but they were like still trying to figure out how it all correlated. And then you get the beginning of the episode with this weird conspiracy that Yaz's dad has about the toxic waste has actually come to light and is what is bringing these spiders back to life and making them live much longer. And spiders, as long as they live, can grow. Mm-hmm. So the longer they live, the larger they get enough said right and they're like growing too big and starting to like die oh yeah that's and that's another thing that's crazy and that's the yeah. there's the cello string part with the emotional manipulation yeah. with horrible music giant, stock music. giant mommy spider yeah. suffocating because she's grown too big and here comes the american to finish her off yeah yeah that was stupid he came in and shot the dying spider <laughs> okay 
Yeah. This whole episode, I was just like, okay. I started to get that feeling, that whole Davros thing all over again. Like, I'm not going to feel bad for you, giant spider. Yeah. Still a giant spider. spider, You when you would eat me. Yeah. If you weren't dying. (laughs) Fucking ate Kevin, man. He ate Kevin, man. So were all those people dead or just being stored? Did they ever resolve that? They never Uh, resolved that. I'm guessing they're dead, though. I'm dead. I'm going with dead. I'm going with dead because dead. That's gross. I can't yeah. believe they ate Kevin, man. <laughs> I want to know how they, in this multi-million dollar hotel, right, that has all these people there. One, they really didn't walk that far to get to that toxic waste dump that was massive, mm-hmm. okay, like the size of a freaking city. So, like, I mean, you drive by the dump and you can smell it, mm-hmm. you know? What the hell... How, oh, I didn't know about this. Well, it's like an know? underground dump. Well, yeah, but and, and it's gotta, that means the fumes have got to go somewhere. Right, they and that's why be... they're getting in trouble because it's not going anywhere. It, it's just festering and yeah. creating toxic sludge because they were cutting corners. <laughs> Correct. To save Correct. the bottom line, you know. God. Classic American story. Yeah. <laughs> You're fired and I'm suing you now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I will litigate you. <laughs> yeah. He was the worst. He yeah. was like... Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of a forgettable episode for me. Well, there's some things that we got to still talk about, though, because Graham is going through some shit still. Because his wife dies in the first episode, and they're kind of... Oh, yeah, they're really oh, driving home know. the fact that we he's uh, uh, recently widowed. He's unable to cope. Just, he can't go home and be home because the memory of her is too strong, and it's just fucking And that's why he decides him. to stay with the doctor. And that, and that's what I wanted to drive home. Mm-hmm. They all, after the survival of this event, you know, they trap the baby spiders in the safe room or whatever in the... What do you call it? the hotel. What's that called? Is it a, a safe room? Panic room. A panic room. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then did they just leave the spiders in the safe room? Yeah, yeah to somehow just die. that's humane. Yeah, to let them just suffocate to death. They'll probably yeah. just eat each other until there's only one mega spider. How is that humane? I know well, that's, that's like Sparta. Questionable at best. <laughs> and also, was this the episode that was? Where's the TARDIS? No, that's the next one. Oh yeah, it's the next one. That's okay, the next this one, one is they decide to go away with her into space and oh, time. Oh, that's right. Best friends. And leave best their lives behind for a little end. bit. Mm-hmm. Team TARDIS or Team something TARDIS. boring like that. Yeah. Yeah. Why was it so boring? It could have been so clever. Yeah. Matt Smith would have been clever. Well, they're yeah. just keeping it basic now. I, I still think there's a possibility that this story will evolve some more. We also forgot there was the doctor, Jade McIntyre, the other scientist lady who was from the lab. And she's like, oh, I've seen these spiders before because. Oh yeah, been... she was completely forgettable. She was, uh, yeah, very oh, very yeah. subplot character who she, yeah, oh, it was weird. I think the problem that the last few episodes we watched of Doctor Who is is that there's so many characters and plot holes, that, or not plot holes. I'm sorry, plot lines, lines, yeah, and subplots and, and subplots stuff. and random plots that have like it's just like t- they're shoving a lot of shit in there, you mm-hmm. know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, sometimes I, I, I've been like, I don't know if I'm confused at the end of the episodes. Not because I'm confused about the story, but because of all of the, how am I supposed to feel about right, this? Right, exactly. Am I supposed to feel good? Am I supposed to have learned something? Am I like supposed to be, I don't know. I just, I get confused. These episodes right. are not, I don't know where they're going. So I mean about like I want I want that one thing that's tying everything together, mm-hmm. and it's 
if it's there, it's pretty hidden. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys have picked up on anything from episode to episode, but I sure haven't. Mm-mm. Not really. No, I haven't picked up on anything. Mm-mm. And that was the like literally the best part of Doctor Who for me. Right. I Bad mean, like Wolf was my favorite. Like that whole thing that, and then and talking the about or- it, and like as you're going through the season, trying to figure out, you know, who this person is or mm-hmm. what this is about or or whatever. The whole Missy thing is was fun. Man, there was, you know, remember before the master came back, Nate? Like the first time, John Sim? Yeah. And how everybody was like, oh, I don't know if the master's coming back. Mm -hmm. It was like this big thing, you know. I don't know. I just feel something's real dry. Uncertain. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still in the kiddie pool here. Mm -hmm. I'm not ready to go jump off the diving board. I feel like it might be like Earth 2's version of Doctor Who. (laughs) (laughs) Mixing fandoms here, but... Yeah. You know, like it's like Doctor Who fan fiction, maybe. Oh, no, we can't. We can't put it in that category yet. (laughs) I'm not saying that it's bad. I like it. I'm enjoying watching it. I really love Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor. She's still killing it, yeah. yeah. And I love the companions too. I think that's what I'm has all right me, with the companions. I think that's what has me still very, you know, intrigued to tune in to see what they do because they have a great cast. Yeah, I'll keep watching it. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they could be doing a little bit better to service the Doctor Who mythology and yeah. not so much like trying to convince us that this is a brand new Doctor Who because we get right. it. Yeah, that's a little that's a little nostalgia feeling. and a little couple of callbacks here and there would be nice. Yeah, yeah. To remind yeah. me that I'm still in that Hoovian world. It's time for Brews with Dudes. Ah, juicy. This is the Psychedelic Lines. Oh my goodness! Give it a good sniff. Super fruity. Woo! Mm. Smells kind of special fruity. My goodness. Special fruity. I get it. I get it. Let's see what we got. Cheers. That's nice. Oh man! Real subtle. That is fruit juicy. Super juicy. That is. That just juiced me right in the mouth. Ah. That is so good. Nate Phillips, I also love lamp. <laughs> Got a mothy boy up in here. Yes. <laughs> it happens. My goodness. So this was oh. a... Uh, most of the beers that we're having tonight were a party pack that I got from my good friend Tex Pettigo. Um, Thank you, Tex. Thank, Thank you, Tex. Tex. He went on a, a day trip. To the Floyds and the 18th Street, so got all sorts of goodies. Um, and then we're going to jump into the Coffee Eugene from Revolution. I don't believe we've got into that yet. I've had it for yeah. a couple weeks, but I don't know if we've got into it. Yeah. We've got that Yum. lined up for laughs, so we got the proper uh, range on our palate into it. <sighs> mm. Man. I'm about to just so scientific. kill this because it's so good. I don't want to stop drinking This is it. incredibly tasty. Uh, the Psychedelic Real lines, smooth. I th- I'd like to figure out the ABV, uh, because uh, it tastes like it's got a little bit of a bite at the end, but it's easy to go down. Yeah. So it can't be too terribly high. The bitterness is, uh, um, it's not very bitter at all. Yeah. I'd say the this IBU is, is probably around super crushable. I could drink this 40, all, all day. 
Not even that high, I wouldn't say. No? No. Oh, no. I think the IBUs are probably around a 20 or so. Creed, Dan Favors, welcome to the fracas. Oh, hey, fellas. Mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <sighs> so, Zach, what have you been up to since we last spoke? Oh, you know, just doing the grind, working, and sometimes sleeping, and working over, and... Lacking the McGriddles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you, know, owe, you owe Austin some McGriddles. You know, it's funny. He also I, owes Creed some McGriddles, I too. paid for them. Well, the, the griddles come in our Creed's, FYI. But if you want your own griddles, I can get you some as well. I want my own. But anyway, so I paid for them. I sent them out and everything. Left them on the goddamn counter and left without them, like, three days in a row. That's, uh, that's some serious foulage there, bro. Oh, I know. That takes a special kind of someone to do that. Here here it is right there. I just dropped it. Dog. The ball is dropped. Dan Favor says he wants to be on the show because he is not fond of very many beers. So it'd be interesting to find some that he likes. Well. We can do that, Dan. We should. We can fix you right up. We can make a party platter just for Dan. Oh, yeah. That'd be fun. He's a funny looking dude, says Creed. Austin got a bit of a haircut. That's what that's haircut. what people are referring to. It's not to this hair. This, this just doesn't ever come in up here. That's no. He actually grew hair up top and lost some on the uh, on the face, on the facial region. Took it down a little bit, cleaned it up. Cream of the crop. <laughs> Cream to the, the crop. Chop. Tip it top of the cage, brother. Ooh, yeah, brother. All right, we're not going to turn this into just a whole a whole spiel. But we already have, brother. It's too late to taste that wood hat. What you going to do bag. Look out at you from the tippy top. You've already done squeezed the toothpaste out of the tube. You can't put it back. Now what you gonna do, huh? What, what you, you gonna, gonna do, do about that, brother? Sorry, folks. It I was trying to warn against <laughs> that exact thing happening, but I couldn't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> Once I got started, then it's hard to blame anyone else. And then everything just escalated from there. Mm-hmm. I think there's gonna be some, uh, what is it, NXT playing tonight? Uh, what is really? what is Thursday night? I didn't know. I think that Thursday night is NXT. I'm not sure. I've only seen a little bit of the NXT stuff, but it's pretty fucking awesome. I love the dude. There's one real high flying dude. I'm sure that describes a lot of them. I don't remember his name. Uh, I saw him. He like ran across the ring, did a front flip over the top rope, and then landed and got in some dude's face. I'm like, damn dog, damn, take it easy, damn, damn, damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm uh, I'm ready for the next one. Oh, Same so am I. here. Let's dig on into uh, this, uh, the villain. The, uh, it's oh, no, called, a uh, Nubian Overlord. So if we could show that off real quick, it's, it's pretty mean here. Let you show it. So I'm not jumping across. Nice and red and flashy and awesome. Oh, Impact Wrestling. Thursday Night Impact. Thank you, Mr. Nate Phillips, for filling us in. Matt Walker, welcome, my friend. Hello. We got to get you on here. We got to do a crossover episode. Yes, Nate Phillips, you are right. It is Ricochet that I was talking about. I didn't remember his name. I really like that dude. 
Now, now Mr. Matt Walker is coming in as all around music. Bruise with music. All around. Music. All around dudes. I don't know. It'll be bruise with tunes. Maybe something like it. Bruise with tunes. There we go. That's pretty good. I'm excited about the new show in the works. Mm-hmm. Dungeons with dudes. That's. That's gonna be exciting. You already know you're signing me up, right? It's gonna be. Uh, um, we're. It's gonna be it, huge. Pretty alright. Pretty alright. We're building up a whole dudes network. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be nice. Dude-ular. Empire, so to speak. The dudes coming for you. Um, so yeah, look oh, out man. for that. That don't sound right. I don't know what you're talking about, Creed. What is Creed talking about? You gotta be more specific. It's hard for us to keep up, especially when you're lagging behind. Hey yo! Hey yo! What kind of is this? A this is a uh, double pale. This is Nubian Overlord. It is a double IPA. Ooh! Oh, this it smells, smells great. hoppy. Yeah, this one smells super hoppy, super heavy, and it's got a very, very uh, it's pretty cloudy. It's lo- amber. It's red. Yeah, it's very red definitely. amber hue. You can you can see the light through it. It's not going to be too. Uh... Mine's pretty cloudy. I think you got the bottom of the can. I think I did too. All right, guys, to you two and to everyone listening and watching at home, cheers. Oh, that's a lot of flavor. Oh, that's got that. That's got that hoppy, sweet bitterness. It's great. It is delicious. It's juicy, though. Mm -hmm. It's juicy. It's full. You feel like you're taking a big old, big old bite. This this isn't my first time having this, but this brings back so many good memories. This reminds of me of a blood orange it down before. This reminds me of a blood orange beer I had before. I agree. It's got it's yeah, got it's, it's got a hint of blood orange. But uh, hmm. for those of you that uh, aren't quite as versed in hops and stuff, uh, Nubian Overlord is a call out to the hops, Nubian hops that it's using. Hmm. hmm. For that little bit of extra hmm, huh. to it. Awesome. Magnifique. <sighs> Cheers, Mr. Dongo. Goodbye. That's tasty. You may fuck off. He said he was doing it. Well, there's that. Mm-hmm. I'm not just telling him to fuck off. He said he yeah, was if you're off. If you're watching the live feed, he says right there. That's what he's going to do. Mm. Mm. That is super tasty. Mm. It really so is. tasty. So I awesome. Got to... So, Zach. How you been? What have you been up to? Oh, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Here, uh, talks of the random band challenge. Is that true? Uh, yes, there's a uh, random band challenge coming up. And, uh, for some reason, they let me take part in it. <laughs> so, uh. Can't hey. quite tell you how that's gonna be, but I'm excited about Interesting, it. Interesting, maybe. I've been I've been hearing really good things about the other bands in the challenge. The Nick, you're in one of the bands, right? I am. And I am in one of the bands. He uh, let out a little bit of the secret about what his band's doing, and I'm really excited for that. Uh, it's gonna be sweet. Oh, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited. Um, we can make it a Bruce Dudes exclusive. Ooh, Are you gonna tell, you gonna tell him what yours is about? Should I? Yeah. That would be fun. Uh, my band is doing uh, Christmas metal music. And what is it called? 
called Slayer. S L E I G H E R. Wait, wait, wait. Ha! Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is, and it's going to be fun. It's not going to be that holly jolly Christmas stuff. It's right. going to be a heavy metal, Christmas. a heavy metal Christmas. So that's, be prepared. Uh, that's pretty funny. Not gonna lie, I'm I'm pretty I excited it. for it. I'm feeling all right about it. I've heard some fun things about some of the vocal styles that will be had. I'm excited to hear some of your King Diamond esque stuff. Oh yeah, the, there is a uh, partial King Diamond cover we're going to start the show off with. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. We've yeah. also got a cover that we're going to play, but I think I'll keep it. Uh, I think I'll keep it. Keep it quiet for now. And if you're fun. a King Diamond fan. This song actually falls into the category of Christmas music. Yeah. Yeah. No shit. Yes. Huh. So it is a Christmas King Diamond song. So. Well, there's that. There is that. So I'm excited for that one. Mm. Uh, joining me on vocals is Mr. David Linder for that band. So he's oh, going to. Oh, Dave. It's going to be a lot of fun because David Linder is a lot of fun. And when he gets he on is. a mic and starts performing, it's it's a good time. David Linder is very entertaining. He's a very good entertainer. So, yeah. Other than that, I've been uh, feeling a solid change about myself lately, and I decided to uh, do something about it. Become one. I feel like I've been really stagnant in a certain look for three years now. (laughs) You know, I don't know why it's just hitting me, but it's like one of those memes or like after you play Red Dead Redemption for twelve hours straight, you're just like, "Hold on, there, brother." <laughs> I, I I actually need a cowboy hat, dude. I need one so bad. You would be a mean cowboy. You'd fit right in. I would be mean. <laughs> you would look like a good cowboy. That's for sure. Hold on, there, compadre. Take it easy, there. I did. Uh, I did show up today to do this podcast. Uh, with a Miller Light in hand to help. You did accentuate I the look. It was a zombie dust. My bad. Oh, well, it, I call it a zombie dust, but most of our viewers aren't quite aware of that joke I have yet. It's just a Miller Lite. It's, it's just a Miller Because it's all the same to him. <laughs> That's not why. It's full of shit is what he is. That's my humble opinion. They do it to uh, make fun of Dongo. And... I'm all about that. Yeah, so the I'm whole thing is just making Dongo fun of... Will, that's your game. Yeah, that, that's my whole game, making fun of Dr. Dongo and how upset he was that I said I'd prefer Miller Lite over a zombie dust. Said he was going to delete me from that episode. Oh, wow. Whoa. That's yeah, pretty... that's how offended he was. So now, Will. to the zombie dust. To the zombie dust. I guess that's that. That's that. Okay, dear. <sighs> we got all sorts of fun stuff coming up. Um, next weekend is our first punk rock pizza party. Um, we got some really, really sick bands coming to play that. Miss- Sluts. Um, Think Tank. Think, Think Tank, Tank played earlier this year, actually. Think yeah, Tank was Tank great. Is great. They're fucking awesome. Um, Turboner. Turboner. It's been a year since we had... Exactly a year. They exactly. played last November. Yeah, they played with wow. the uh, Pizza Face. Yep. No, it was... Um, no, it was uh, piece of face, wasn't it? No, it was no. not. It was. Oh, I think Boner Jovi was on it, maybe. And then, uh... yeah, it was that Turboner. It was Jovi. a hard and heavy. It was a Turboner Jovi show because it was Turboner and Boner Jovi, and we yeah. mixed the names in. 
There was another one that we can't quite remember. Yeah. Um, and then Misunderstood. Which I'm really excited to see again. Oh. Yeah, we saw them at the Shakedown 4 a couple months ago. And, and they killed just it. Just a two-piece, and they were fucking awesome. So, super excited to get all those guys. We're having a pizza-eating contest to decide who is the supreme eater. Eat. There are eight people in so far. Um, I signed up. So that makes did it you? pretty easy. I did. You know? Nice. But, uh, oh, yeah, we're always looking for more people. So if you're interested, join. Join. Do it. Do it. Do you like pizza? Can you eat pizza? Can yeah. You eat and it quickly? Yes. If you lose, it's $5 uh, a person. It's only $5 a person. So you're pretty much paying 5 bucks for a small pizza. It's not a bad yeah, deal. Not bad at all. So even if you lose, you still get your pizza. So... Well, hello there, Mr. Ungersma. Thank you for joining us. Mr. Who? Joshua hello. Ungersma. Oh. He's a good buddy of mine from way back in the day. Welcome. Glad to see him taking part. Excellent. And then what else do we got? We got the random band coming up next month. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, we have Nate Fest coming up. That's going to be fucking awesome. 